Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Raj, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Welcome to forever. Lance, you got to witness something over the weekend, live and in person, that I am very, very jealous of. Oh, yeah? You got to listen and see live Weezer play Africa. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Okay, um... I see a lot of concerts, okay, and the, you do from the weird to the the obvious to the, the everything in between. That was one of the most epic shows ever. So they're still rocking it, huh? Oh my After god! All these years, I cannot believe Rivers Cuomo is still a fucking rock god. So you sent me a video, I did, and he had on a sleeveless T-shirt. He did, and he was pretty ripped. I know, jeez. And I, to, I asked him to the gym asked, the next day. Yeah, I asked how old he was, and what was your response? Do you remember? Um, I think I Googled it real quick and said, shit, he's my age, a couple months younger. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like almost exactly your age. Yeah. He is ripped. He looks awesome. Really crazy. I, I was stunned. I, you know, you see him and you think, kind of like a little nerdy man, yeah. sort of, you know, the the glasses, and yeah, he just... Wouldn't seem like a guy who's no, ripped. no. This dude is such a fucking nerd. He went to Harvard, and <laughs> also goes to the gun show. Apparently, yes, he's he's become my my idol. I already liked him. He became my idol over the weekend. So tell me about the set. Was it was it a lot of new stuff? Was it old stuff? Was I, it like the stuff that I listened to when I was in college? It's. It, it was uh, okay. So normally bands show up and they want to play their new stuff. So I was expecting the new stuff, and I, I really like their latest album. It, it's really, really good. And so I was expecting them to play a couple oldies, but mostly focus on their new stuff. It was like a greatest hits. I mean, they, they, they came right out, and it was it was Buddy Holly, and nice. or, and it was um, the the set. Their their stage looked like the video. If you remember, it looked like Al's Diner from Happy Days. Yeah, from Happy Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally looked like that. And they play a whole bunch of stuff from their blue album, and then they meanders to something else. And next thing you know, it's it's a different set or stage uh, for a more recent album. I mean, they were playing all. All of the, their greatest hits. It was it was amazing. They, they barely played the new stuff. That's super cool. I, so I kind of cool. like that. Yeah. I kind of like that. For sure. It was so good. Yeah, my, old- my youngest daughter, Bianca, is my, has become my, my concert partner, partner. And I'll drag her to shows that she has no idea. I took her to ride down in Portland in, um, in September. She has no idea who, what a shoegazing band would be. And, and she, she humored me. But uh, Weezer was an easy get. She was all over that one. Weezer yeah, was so awesome. Are, are the kids into Weezer? I oh, guess yeah. they are, yes. right? Yeah, okay. yeah. No, they're still into that. Weezer's still awesome. So I saw Weezer in like 1998, maybe. Okay. At a fairly small show, a couple thousand people, and an unknown band named Tenacious D opened. <laughs> nice. I, I went to the same tour because uh, it was Jimmy Eat World, then Tenacious D, and then uh, Weezer, Green Album. Yeah, was that? So I'm thinking 98. Yeah, like, right around that. It yeah. seems that seems about right. It may have been 99, <laughs> but somewhere in there. Yeah. And and I I really <laughs> came to adore Tenacious D for sure. Uh, I thought they were amazing. In fact, I, they rivaled the Weezer, but it was more just like I was expecting a lot out of Weezer. I was expecting nothing out of this. Right. These two guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The two fat guys, well, For you sure. know, and they kind of came out of nowhere and just surprised you. Mm-hmm. And they were really good and really funny. And and I <laughs> that album is still good. It's still um, good. I, I listened to him going, "This dude sounds a whole like like that one guy in that one movie. Like his name yeah. was like like Jack Black or something." And then I googled later. I'm like, "Oh shit, that was Jack it's Black." Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was a, that was a good. Show. It's the last time I saw Weezer. It's been oh really. You know, he's, it's twenty years, I guess, right? Yeah. It's, it's time for you if you get a chance. It, travel. Yeah. It's such a good show. Rivers Cuomo puts on a really good show. I've seen him like five times now, and he he just knows how to entertain. So good. 
Is he related to Mario Cuomo? I believe the, so. Like governor from New York. Cousins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would guy. It's not you don't hear a whole lot of Cuomo. I think he's a love child from their uncle. Oh, cool. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, so we started a deal a couple weeks ago that we then immediately forgot about. <laughs> I don't know uh-huh. if you remember this. We started at like subreddit of the week. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, the first one was like when they die inside or something like that. I can't remember the exact so name. So uncomfortable. Of it. Yeah. It was awesome. It was like videos of super uncomfortable moments. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then we forgot to do one the Rob Ritter week, I think. And we forgot yeah. to do one last week. So we're back mm-hmm. this week. We remembered... And I think you've got a good one, don't you? This one's awesome. This one's awesome. It's, it's Barkour. Subreddit, Barkour. B-A-R-K-O-U-R. And it's dogs doing parkour. For the uninitiated, <laughs> describe parkour. It's a French term for, like, urban gymnastics. If they the guys jump around over over fences and yeah. And, so and think about like over. every action movie you've ever seen, right? And like there's a chase through the streets, and this uh-huh. guy jumps up like somehow Jackie jumps Chan. up a wall, right? And like somehow jumps from wall to wall to go up three flights onto a fire escape or something. That's parkour. Right. right I'm sorry, right. that's parkour. <laughs> now I think of your dog <laughs> doing it. That's parkour, uh, which I think is is just hilarious, and so, it's got it's awesome. But the thing is, if if you if you post cat videos on Facebook you are looked at down you're looked down upon as some weird person you you post barkour videos you're you're fucking no, awesome. totally cool it's so cool totally cool um <laughs> there's 120,000 people subscribed to this subreddit wow that's a lot that is, that a, lot. is a lot and every single video is amazing <laughs> so cool it's so good <laughs> Uh, I, I, ca- I literally could watch these all day long and just watch these dogs jump and do crazy things. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty freaking awesome. Oh, God, man. So good. So good. So so check out Barkor. Um, this this is one of those things. You're having a crappy day. Mm-hmm. You have uh, a couple crowns that don't go in. You have uh, some recurrent decay on a filling you just did. You're... Hygienist calls in sick, you know, whatever, whatever, again. whatever. Yeah, again, uh, <laughs> then then fire up their subreddit parkour, and it's it's at least going to make you smile a little bit. Like, pretty much every single video on there is great. They're awesome. Reddit is so amazing. It really is. <laughs> it really is. There's, it's just something for everybody. I think so. Something for everybody. Well, Lance, this is an advice show. Kind of. We answer uh, our listeners' questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit! We strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? We really don't. <laughs> That's a good hallmark right there. That's how you know that we're recording this on a Wednesday night and we have six hours to turn it over and, and, and publish it. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like what's the best mandibular advancement appliance because we all know the Zippa that you could buy on the commercial on TV <laughs> is the greatest mandibular advancement appliance of all time. We want the tough questions. We want the questions that Gordon, Gordon Christensen cannot answer. answer. Question one, listener Andy asks... Recently, I was cornered by one of my dental assistants asking me for a raise. She said, can I talk to you? I've been here for a while. I've never asked before. I didn't really want to ask. Yada, yada, yada. It's not that I don't want to give her a raise, but it's an uncomfortable conversation. Once I do it for one of them, others will start asking the same thing. How do I get out of that conversation unscathed? Lance, I know your solution. (laughs) I'm just... Uh, okay, so this, I hate this. I hate I hate this so much. So bad. So it. All right. <laughs> should we? Should we do? Let's let's do. Before we get to like real advice on this, we should just try. We should try to do some some funny bits or we whatever. Should. Just a That's couple it. goofs just to get through. I keep trying to think I, of. I, so I, was, I mean, this is essentially just like any situation uh-huh. where you need to end a conversation that you don't want to have. Right. Right. 
Well, so, the, the first thing you want to do is you want to grab your cell phone and go, oh, oh hold on a second. I got to take this and just walk away. That's a great. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Who could you say is on the phone? Obama. That's it's actually that was going to be up there with like just I'm sorry this is our 44th president Barack Hussein Obama some people forget that his middle name is Hussein but I think that's important I have to take this call right that's what you would tell your assistant that's right. so that's a good uh-huh. one mm-hmm. I'm always a fan of faking a heart attack or a seizure that is also a very classic move highly I, encouraged I, just, I feel like if they think that you're ailing mm-hmm. or flailing if right. it were a seizure right right right. Maybe, th- and you're going to have to have some sort of spider sense for what they're going to ask. I think you're going to know. Well, the, the key is you really want to make sure you have some Alka-Seltzer in your pocket so you can throw yes, it in you your mouth and start right. just foaming at, at the moment's notice. Do you remember spy movies like some of, yeah. from the 80s and 70s? They would have, they would have, <laughs> it was always hidden in a crown. It was always hidden in a tooth. Oh, yeah. They had a cyanide capsule. <laughs> this is the time to use that. Now, somehow pop it open and get the sign capsule. Where, where do you, like, does Glidewell make that? Does you know what Glidewell I hate is every crown? time I try to bite down on my cyanide tooth, it doesn't open. It doesn't work. No, like, no. It, it can't be Emacs, right? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Cause it's, or Zirconia, God <laughs> forbid. Like, you have to take a, a hammer. No, no, yeah. no. It had to be like Feldspathic porcelain, right? Or Captech? Or, or maybe that... Um, uh, what was that bullshit in the 80, uh, 90s that um, that uh, uh, just went blank? Fuck. Um, like Wolseram or one of those? No, we had to replace almost all of them. Um, that, it's uh, not CapTech, right? Not, no. not the gold foil. It's all that process composite. Um, oh, Targus. Targus. Oh, God, I've never even heard of that. Oh, shit. Really? It sounds oh. like a horrible, like, oh like uh, mid-sized sedan from Shit. Ford. Targus Vectorus is the bane of any, anybody that's... Uh, the moment I said Targus, everybody listening that ever placed a Targus just shit their pants and is pissed off. <laughs> so it was like a lab process <laughs> composite crown? Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be the the next greatest thing, and 100% of them have failed over time. It was just... It was going to fail. It just was a matter of when. And, right. Oh, Oh, we we all became the beta testers. So the cyanide capsule on that is a great idea until mm-hmm. you're just eating like some popcorn at the movies. You're like, fuck, like I yeah. guess I have 30 seconds to live. Yeah. You hear a pop and you're like, oh, shit. Go. Goodbye. <laughs> I've always wondered how they do that in spy movies. Like you'd have to have endo, obviously. Right. And then you'd have like, where do you keep a little trap door? How do you build that right, into the ground? Right. Seems yeah. like a lot of. A lot of moving parts. It's like those... I remember seeing in the RPD book, mm-hmm. the swinging gate partials. Do you remember those? The swinging... The partials that... Swinger? What? Yes, the swingers partials. <laughs> Do you put your, your, your keys in a bowl? Exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, uh-huh. the swinging gate partial that like... <laughs> it was like a swinging gate and it would like latch close. I still don't get it. <laughs> There's a part. Let me look it up. I'm gonna Google this. Say to me one more time, and I still won't get it. Swinging gate partial. You don't remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> but Am I want just to. Making this up? I think you are. I can't be just making this. No, up. No, you're totally making this up. It's a San Antonio thing. Swing gate. <laughs> yeah, swing lock removable partial. That's what it is. Swing lock. Oh, swing lock. Of course. God, for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, swing lock partial. That's exactly what it is. Okay. It's like, just Google swing lock partial. No. Swing lock RPD. You can't make me. And the first thing that, op- the, the gonna, first thing that comes up is what it yourself. is. No. <laughs> I love that conversation where I got it like, I got 90% of the words right. And you're like, never heard of it, whatever. And then it's like, oh, swing lock, that's swing gate. Like, oh, now you've heard of it. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, a swing gate partial. Anyway, yeah, I, I want to know where in spy movies they kept the cyanide capsule and teeth. I want to know how they engineered that. Number 19. It seems like a lot of moving parts. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it, like it's going to need crown lengthening and endo. Uh, and, and even then, it's going to be hard to fit that. I hope the cyanide capsule is small. It's like the size of an amoxicillin in your fuck. You're going to need a bridge. <laughs> For sure. It's got to be the ponic. So you could have some sort of crown that has a uh, has a, a suicide capsule in it, cyanide or something mm-hmm. like that. Might be a little bit of overkill, but it will definitely get yeah. you out of the situation. But I mean, let's be honest, Lance. Would you rather have this conversation or die? I'm kind of going for the die. 
If you ask me at the time of the conversation, like death is a serious alternative at the time. I'm giving it the long pause. Here's the deal. Farting is always an option. <laughs> Just make sure it doesn't have a lump. If so, Well, maybe the lump is good. Okay. If someone's asking for a raise and you just like, just saw a nasty one right off. <laughs> and it needs to be what, audible, I think. What kind of facial expression do you accompany that with? <laughs> I think you don't make it. I think you don't change your gaze at all. Do you have I eye think contact? You just keep, maintain eye contact <laughs> and just pretend like it's not even happening, but there's no way to avoid it. And so it needs to be loud and maybe it's like slightly moist sounding. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you monitor that or control that. Oh, I'll show you. Oh, right. <laughs> but I feel someone's asking for a raise and you do that. They're going to slowly back out of the room. They might. They should. They're never going to ask for a raise again. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> You'll have to pay for therapy. But yeah, it's it's a good uh, good bet. I love this move. Uh, this is in every every movie, every cartoon, every kid's show. Mm-hmm. Just the pointing over the person's shoulder and saying like, look, it's Jimmy Buffett. And then just like <laughs> running out. <laughs> That'll they work. always look on TV. Uh-huh. They always look on TV. I feel like if I yeah. tried that in my office, uh-huh. the odds of it actually being Jimmy Buffett are pretty low. I don't, I don't feel like anybody would actually look. It's pretty low, man. What about stop wearing deodorant? Oh, I stopped uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> just in preparation. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just so I'd be ready. <laughs> that's Maybe that's a bad thing, though. You, if, especially like if you're a male doc maybe. and you've got female assistants and you've got that like manly pheromony musk kind of thing going on. That's right. That's right. Ooh, it tends to attract co- the, the female uh, of my species. I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard it attracts a lot of them to your office. and You'd be shocked. And great volumes because they get fired pretty quickly after they start working there. Many volumes, but not the kind you want. You've got to stop this conversation before it ha- before they ask. You've got to stop the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So how's this for fun fact? Um, a few years back, Washington State was an experiment for Delta Dental, and they slashed our fees. They quoted an average of 15%, but my fees specifically were 40%. Oh. oh, it was just ridiculous. Two weeks later, my hygienist comes to me and, and says pretty much this whole scenario. Yeah, I want to talk to you. What? Long story short, she asked for a raise, which equiv- was equivalent to 15% raise for her. And, yeah, not happening right now. And, and I looked at her and I said, you understand we just got our fees slashed, right? Well, yeah. Okay, so why are you at? Well, I believe I'm worth it. Um, Why? Well, uh, and if I, what I try to do in my office is if there's downtime, I do not cut your fee. I do not make you uh, clock out. I ask you to be productive. And so call uh, overdue patients, call uh, verify insurance, do, do something do that, something. I, that yeah. I could actually hire someone at a lower rate. Or I've heard of offices that say, okay, when you're doing this task, you're paid at an administrative rate and not a hygiene rate. I don't do any of that, but I also don't make you get zero. And so because she was doing, in her mind, extra, and me, I was just trying to make sure she wasn't useless, she felt she was worth more. Uh, so I, I told her, I said, look, let's, we'll give it 90 days. You show me productivity, do this or that to, to prove the value and the worth and this and that. And of course, she had no intention of doing any of that. So that really was the uh, first sign that she was going to get the Seattle Protocol within the next 30 days. So, uh, yeah, she's been gone. For quite a while. I, I love the just random claim mm-hmm. of I'm worth it. <laughs> right. That's yeah. fine. You're more than welcome to make that claim, but there needs to be some statistics or analysis yeah. or data to back that up. Yeah. You can't yeah. just throw that down and expect for me to say, oh, yeah. Right. Like, if you're going to make that claim, uh-huh. there needs to be I'm worth it because of. X, Y, Z. Exactly. Tell me why. Man. And, and if you exactly. can show me empirically all the data of why you're like great the, the shit, then absolutely. I'm paying it. She did. Yeah, that's such a tough one. <laughs> I, I mean, in my opinion, and I think this is sort of the real honesty of, of the question is you can't just give somebody a raise because they ask for it. Raises need to come right. after or along with a performance review. Mm-hmm. 
And it's you can't just be asking for raises like willy nilly mm-hmm. without any set regularity or whatever. It's like being it's like it's like the NBA. Mm-hmm. You can't just say like, oh, now I want more money. It's you can renegotiate when your contract is up. And certainly we don't have contracts in dentistry, but. You can't just come in after four and a half months and ask for a raise. Right, right. Well, and 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 first of all, the the backing you into a corner. Here, here's an honest answer that a consultant might even tell you: they are in control. They backed you into the corner and said, "I want to talk." You you definitely have to diffuse the situation and say, "Okay, make an appointment or schedule it for a different moment." Because the, them coming to you and you responding, they are in control. If you have an actual set aside time for the two of you, you are now have assumed the control. And then you need to then say, you know, the, the, the normal thing. Okay, why do you feel you deserve a raise? Give me some empirical evidence. Uh, what's happened? How long have you been here? If you've been here a year, the cost of the inflation has happened. Cost of living has gone up. We might go with a market index and say, okay, two point three percent or something like that. But just off the fly in the in the corridor, you're in the hallway in between patients. That's a really bad time to try to negotiate a raise. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you. It needs to be on a set schedule along with a reevaluation. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. You can't just come in like a freaking maverick, just shooting left and right, saying That's I right. want to, I want to raise in the middle of the day. No. You know what's interesting is I googled swing lock partial. <laughs> no, I'm sure you did. When I was trying to find uh, a picture of one, okay. And I found this dentist website Uh-oh. in Grand Junction, Colorado. Oh. That has a whole entire page on their website devoted to swing lock RPDs. Wow. I find it difficult to imagine that you're stoked about attracting swing lock RPD patients <laughs> to your practice. Well, does he make them put their keys in the fishbowl on the way in? It's a it's a female, Julie oh. M. Gillis, DDS in Grand Junction, Colorado. So shouts to Julie. Wow, okay, Julie. Who has a literally an entire page wow. on swing lock RPDs. And I think these Where are the hell's Grand pictures. Junction? I don't know. Your brother's in Colorado, right? He's, but he's somewhere. Fuck if I know. <laughs> it's, I don't visit. It's near, it's near one of the corners. Um, <laughs> he's the middle he's of in nowhere. Colorado is square state. I'm not going to visit that shit. It's not too far from the border with Utah, which I guess is the western border of the state. So it's huh. like middle of the square. Um, I don't know. Somewhat close to Utah is where Grand Junction, Colorado is. Okay. So I just Googled. Huh. All right. And, and Julie here. Julie's rocking it. 4.9 stars, 65 reviews. Way to go, Julie. Props. Good job. Man. I Matt wonder Parsons. how many of those 65 people who have left reviews got swing like partials. <laughs> it's such a weird niche thing to have something on your website about. Yeah, but by Monday, I'm going to have my own page. <laughs> what And what patient <laughs> is searching? Like, guys decided. Yeah, yeah. I figured out this is the type of partial I need, a swing lock partial. Like, very strange. Yeah, keep very that, strange. Up, that regular shit to, to yourself. I want the swing lock. It's, 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 it's a weird deal. Mm-hmm. These look like her images too. It yeah. looks like she's actually made one because these images are watermarked with at Jay Gillis DDS on them. Really? Um, yeah, interesting. Hmm. Swing, swing, uh, what was it? Swing, swing low, sweet chariot. Swing low, sweet chariot partial. <laughs> Man, I, here's the deal. I want, I got, I, I'm trying not to do it, Lance. Uh oh. Swig low. I'm glad you did. I was just about to sing it myself. <laughs> <laughs> is that racist? I don't think it's racist. I think it racist, is. Right? It probably is. is. I don't know. Okay, I didn't I'm not mean qualified it. to determine that. Yeah, I don't. I hope it's not. It wasn't meant that way. <laughs> yeah. It's just when you say swing low, that's the first thing that comes to my freaking head. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, just tell her that there's an appropriate way to go through to go through the race process, and that will be when she is due for her performance review. Right. And hopefully, she she has ADD and forgets about it. How about that? There you go. How about that? Question two: Listener asks. Listener Zach asks. Short version. 2016. Dude has gold tooth in number nine of his partial. Needs full upper denture. Wants the gold number nine in his new denture. No problem. Seat denture, all is well. 
2018, patient walks in with number nine in his hand. No problem. We will repair it. The patient says, that's not my problem. Your lab stole my original gold tooth and gave me a cheap imposter. Look, it's hollow now, and this is clearly a lower carat of gold. Me. Um, patient. I want the name and number of your lab, the date, the denture was made, the name of the jeweler where I can get this tooth appraised as to the carat of gold rating. I'm going to find the place that did this originally 30 years ago and find out what carrot I had. I know it was 24K. Me, um, WTF? What would Josh and Lance do aside from the patient Seattle protocol? Lance, I think we missed a great opportunity here <laughs> Okay. For, for a role play. Do you want to be the patient or do you want to be Zach? <laughs> uh, can I choose neither? You got to be one. <laughs> shit, shit, we, shit. We have a chance to do a role play. We're going to do it. I'm so bad with role play. Oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna. What do you want to be? I, I'm fine either way. You, you pick. <laughs> it's a lady's choice. <laughs> then I will do Zach. All right. So you have the you have the script in front of you. I I got your text just now. <laughs> okay, so pull that up here. Make sure we're make sure uh-huh. we're both on the same page. Uh-huh. All right. All right. And action. What, should I do a voice? Before, hold on, time out. Should, should I do a voice? I don't want. I don't want to get in trouble with this voice. You're going to get in trouble no matter what. It's either a Jewish woman or it's going to be some black <laughs> dude. Oh no. Okay. Let me see. Okay, I got it. <laughs> do you? All right. Here we go. Okay. That's not my problem. Your laboratory stole my original gold tooth and gave me a cheap imposter. Look, it's hollow now, and this is clearly a lower carat of gold. Um... I want the name and the number of your laboratory, the date the denture was made, the name of a jeweler where I can get this tooth appraised as to the carat of gold rating. I'm going to find the place that did this originally 30 years ago and find out what carrot I had. I know it was 24K. Um. And scene. <laughs> Lance, I think that was great. I think I nailed Zach. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I had, the, I had all the heavy lifting there, you, Lance. You kind of did. You kind of did. <laughs> the voice wasn't racist, was it? I don't think no, it was. no, no. I don't think we can claim that. I, uh, all right, good, good. All the, uh, all the people you, in Sheffield or Birmingham are pissed off. I'm sure this really, <laughs> really just peeved about my uh, yeah, both listeners my scathing, <laughs> my scathing uh, impersonation of of, uh, of one of their their patients. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made a removable prosthetic with a gold tooth in it? I have not. I never have either. And I see people post stuff about it all the time, mm-hmm. and I've never had anybody ask for it. Right, right. Ever. Aside from jokingly, and like you just laugh. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously there's people that mean it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I mean, I guess I would just write gold jacket number nine on the denture. I, I don't even know how I would prescribe that. Yeah. You, see, the deal is, you, I guess you got to figure out, like de, de novo, just telling the the lab to make this this certain way. I'm pretty sure they just want the look, not necessarily some sort of value, like a certain carrot. Unless the patient was to say, "I want 24 carat." Okay, well now there's going to be an additional fee that you may not have thought about, dumbass. Because so why don't we get the gold colored metal, but not the actual gold? So you get the look, but without the cost. This is the the kind of thing. This situation is one of those things you only learn from experience. Never do this, what Zach has done. Because there's no way to prove that you use the original uh, tooth. Because that no matter what, they could claim that you stole it and pocketed it and went and moved on and, and, and whatnot. The odds are that it is the exact same tooth. The, the, the patient never had a clue of what he had in his mouth. It's unprovable. Exactly. The original denture was made 30 years ago, and and even the one that was done two years ago, Mm -hmm. to be able to prove that the lab pocketed something, I'd have no idea how. I I mean, 
the nice thing is the patient gave you an out. The patient was like, I want the name. I'm going to track this down. Yeah. Like, by all means, buddy, here you go. Here you go. Here's the, all the information you just asked for. Knock yourself out. Good luck and Godspeed mm-hmm. because just don't involve me in this. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. I, what would you do if you had a patient tomorrow who wanted a swing lock partial with a gold tooth in it? <laughs> I say I have a friend in Grand Junction, Colorado that can help you out. <laughs> what if you had a, a patient who who you had treatment planned a removable prosthetic on? They were uh-huh. all ready to pay your thirty five hundred dollars in arch or whatever, uh-huh. but they want a gold number seven. What would you do? Honestly, I would say that sounds awesome. Uh, let's call a lab to find out what the additional fee would be because that is not routine. Therefore, I wouldn't even know what to charge you. Yeah. And as soon it's as I told spoke request, yeah, yeah. You, you you ask for that, and, and I will absolutely give you what you request. But it, usually when they find out, oh, that's an additional $600, uh, yeah. I don't think so. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't. Do they make denture teeth that already have? I don't know how this works. Do they have to wax and cast something and then loot it to the denture tooth and then set that? T- I don't know how this works. I have no idea, but have you ever, every once in a while, I'll get some foreign patient come through the office and, yeah. uh, and I had one guy, he's like, had a gold crown and it needed to be a bunch of, bunch of decay. And it, you know, you take the x-ray and it looks like a, a stainless steel crown done in Mexico or something. So it looks like socks and a rooster. Margins are horrible. There's no adaptation and there's just, it's just terrible perio and all that so you go to cut it off assuming it's precious metal and truthfully it's just a gold colored stainless steel crown and and it peels right off takes takes no more than 30 seconds to remove i have a feeling there's a a a box full of teeth or metal tooth shaped metal in a box someplace that the the lab has access to it can use as as needed instead of silver colored it's it's kind of the, the precious gold colored so i'm guessing it because i have no experience in this whatsoever what i love is it you know cutting off a gold crown is nice mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah it cuts through easy no problem yep. what i hate is a base metal crown and how hard that is to get through, right? Oh, my hell. I mean, it's you're just burning through carbides. Oh, my God. I, okay. I don't know if I put this on a previous podcast or not. I was generous. I was charitable. I was a nice person like 20 years ago. I got over it because of this asshole. This guy looked like um, he was couldn't afford anything kept i had a, a tooth that could have been saved but he just didn't want to pay for it so we pull it he's old he looked like he couldn't afford it so i got generous and i said let's uh i saw two teeth that really should be crowned and, and I, I i saw a kois lecture and in kois it was a big advocate of choosing one person per year to be charitable and, and things so i thought okay let's let's choose this guy so I do a crown at 18 and 19 big old humongous amalgams the margins of the 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 interproximals were so close to bone. I mean, I'm heroic. And I thought, well, let me just, I'm going to do this for free. So I'm going to do it non-precious. I'll, I'll, I'll save some money. I didn't know what that meant until I went to uh, uh, seat the crown and the, the, the bite wasn't perfect. I went to adjust the freaking bite. All I saw was sparks. There was nothing got adjusted on the. On, oh my god! It was it was horrible. It took me like an hour just to seat the damn crowns because the bite was off and they it wouldn't adjust. I'm never doing that again. It's horrible. If you're going to charitable a case, pick one that like doesn't violate biologic width and oh. is going to be a bitch to impress oh, exactly. and a bitch to prep. And oh my it's god, it's one of those lessons you have to learn the hard way. So yeah, never again. Oh my god, it was horrible. And then I, then uh, he walked out and, and his daughter picked him up in a Maserati. Currently, the dude uh, had money. He just didn't like to spend yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's see, that's the thing. I, I think the only way to go with a charitable case is someone who's been domestically abused. Okay, and that's not it. Like I don't mean that comedically. That's not no, a joke. Not that's at all. that's the only way. It's not going to be like one of those exact stories that you're talking about, mm-hmm. where yeah. 
you know, turns out they actually do have a lot of money. You were helping somebody that made it seem, you know, I've been charitable since, and I do it through an organization and they do some vetting. They do a background check. They may make sure this person, that's good. That's absolutely the only way. So every once in a while I'll get email and and anybody listening, this is actually a fantastic lesson to learn. If somebody emails you or calls you and says, I really, they'll give you a sob story. Tell them to contact whatever charitable organization you need to because they're going to vet them for you. Because if they don't qualify, then they don't get anything. Because there are a lot of yeah. people out there that, that give you the great sob story and they make it totally believable. And you come to find out they are independently wealthy. They just hate spending their money. You do it through AACD, right? I did one recently, yeah. Just okay. on Monday, I see the case, yeah. Okay, that's a that's a very good deal. I Zach, you're screwed. I mean, you're host on this in a way that that nothing can ever be proven here. And and this is a fruitless claim that he has no evidence on and you have no evidence on. Mm -hmm. And who would ever think to document with photography Mm -hmm. or whatever what the number nine looked like before and have the lab take pictures? I mean, that's all like you would just never, ever do that. Yeah. Um, the good news is, is he gave you an out, like give him the information and just move on. The other piece of good news uh-huh. is that he's a removable patient. So it's not like he's in recall all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> give him his information and hope you never like move your office. So you never see him again. Geographic success. I texted our prosthodontist friend, Stephanie Zeller uh-huh. to ask her if she'd ever made a swing lock partial. Uh-huh. And she said, no, she hates Part, she hates all partials. And I, I told her Perfect. how disappointing she was as a prosthodontist <laughs> because I just imagine all prosthodontists love doing removable. I, I don't know why. Really? It's just dental school that's just shading that. And yeah, you're you wrong. Just, I mean, think of a prosthodontist, right? What, I mean, what is, I, I don't know. That's what a prosthodontist does. I don't know. Uh, my assumption is back in the day, yeah, it was they, they, a lot of dentures and things. And finally, now they can just say, yeah, you got referred to me. You suck. It's implants. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Lance, we might need to work on your treatment plan presentation skills. I probably, you probably could. I, you, I need like a three DVD series sent by you. <laughs> uh, that might explain right, my August. So- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Zach, give this guy the lab information and move on. Like there, he's set you up for success at this one. He has set you up for success. Um, all right. You ready for question three? I don't think so. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an in-between one. Okay. Uh, question three, Reddit user zookeepers dentist asks overcoming gag reflex. Hi all. I haven't been to the dentist in seven years because my gag reflex is so bad. It's just super embarrassing. I had some fillings done and they had to redo them twice during the appointment because my gag reflex was so bad. My tongue was fighting them the whole time. So plot twist, I'm in dental school (laughs) and we'll be taking a lot of impressions on each other this year. So I have a lot of reasons why I want my gag reflex under control. I haven't had a cleaning in years and I don't want to vomit on my colleagues. Also, when will we be giving, when will we learn giving local anesthetic on each other? I feel like my gag reflex will be a danger to myself. What do I do? (laughs) How do you get to Carnegie Hall, Lance? (laughs) Just tell the cabbie where you want to go. (laughs) Fuck practice buddy this guy just needs to get i don't know oh, to perform big, okay pra- <laughs> he's got to practice things he or she i don't know i, I we shouldn't assign a a binary gender sure. reference to this to this person because we don't know um he or she should just really start practicing things that would reduce a gag reflex so here here's a, a, another fun fact um Freshman year, I thought, I want to get ahead of my, my classmates. You would have thought I was a gunner, but I just sucked so bad I needed to catch up. And so I thought <laughs> I needed to practice. So uh, juniors and seniors quite often were doing their own lab work at OHSU. And uh, as a freshman, we had just learned how to take impressions. And so I thought, oh, you know what? My wife, Holly, um, let me practice on her. You would have thought that I knew she had a fucking goddamn gag reflex. But I learned. Well, now we found out some very personal information about Lance. We have, and, and what uh, what Lance has got going on. So, 
I go. She never noticed. It never came up until then. It, huh? it, really, it, it really hadn't. And so I, I mix up, spatulate this stuff, and I, I place this tray in there, and all of a sudden. <laughs> And, and the, oh, the like seniors the over the you know in the, over the corner start laughing at the freshmen, <laughs> and, and and she's like just I'm I'm I don't know what to do, so I I run over and I grab the the garbage can and I bring it over to be nice. I, I held her hair, and ah, it was did she actually did she actually puke? She came so good. I think she will. Ah. If you ask her, she will claim she did. I'm pretty sure okay. she didn't. Just a whole lot of salivation, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 Um. So now, yeah, I try never to do dentistry on my wife if I can ever avoid that. It was terrible. What kind of things could they practice <laughs> to reduce a gag reflex? Well, step number one. <laughs> okay, we'll skip step number one. Uh, yeah, step- we should probably we should probably move over that. It's not a great idea. No, it's a family show. Um, no, it's not. Uh, all right, so. Here's my initial thought, okay. and, and accuse me of being a airway and Rouse zealot okay. all you want, because sure. I hear this and I immediately think airway. All right. Do, I mean, do you not, when you hear, number one, a, a tongue that won't settle down enough to do a filling, you know, a tongue that's that big. Oh, yeah. It, that's so that's alarm bell right there. It's like the scalloped tongue, right? You see a patient with a scalloped tongue mm-hmm. and it's the very, 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 very first thing I think is an airway problem. Sure. Um, and then throw on the, the gag reflex. Like, what do you think a gag reflex is? Well, number one, I don't believe... It's an in, airway protection mechanism. Yeah, I don't believe in a, re- a gag reflex because I've yet to see one. I, I see a gag response all the time, but not reflex. Because you sedate these people, it goes away. Yes, but because their brain allows them to lose their airway, right? I mean, right. you sedate people and people lose airways all the time. Right. You know, people, people go apneic all the time mm-hmm. when they're sedated. And so I think the deal is, is, is it turns off the switch in the brain mm-hmm. that protects the airway. Right. So, so I stupidly responded to this. Did you? Okay. Goddamn dental student. <laughs> and I said, what the you have an airway problem. <laughs> I know. What, what was wrong with me? So, yeah, hey, you got an airway problem. You should go, go speak to an ENT. Um, you know, hey, you're a dental student. You should start learning something about this. Like, look up Rouse, look up Spear, look up airway, uh-huh. you know, um, airway prosthodontics, look up Seattle Protocol, all that kind of stuff. Not, <laughs> not Lance's Seattle Protocol, the real, the real Seattle one. Protocol. And um, I said, hey, you, you've got an airway problem. You're, you, this, these are one of, like, two things that really make me think that there's an airway problem going on. And just immediately, like a, a minute and a half later, response: No, I don't have any symptoms of sleep apnea besides a gag reflex. Your diagnosis and recommendations seem excessive. Like you're a freshman Jesus dental student. Christ. You came here for help. I'm telling you what you have. I'm telling you. And I wow. responded saying, "You can't self-diagnose an airway issue." Right. Even sometimes sleep physicians have a hard time actually diagnosing an airway issue, mm-hmm. and they can physically examine and monitor you. The tongue and the gagging are seminal signs of an airway problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily saying apnea. Right. I'm saying an airway problem. Right. And like that, those those things are just synonymous with airway issues. Mm-hmm. Zookeeper's dentist come back, comes back and says, no, you can't diagnose without clinical observation or even obtaining any other history from your patient. Um, so that's, you know, I just explained what a gag reflex, like what's the biologic reason for a gag reflex? What's happening with the tongue? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I asked if they had had ortho and extraction ortho or anything like that. And they, they stopped responding. Okay. So I, I think the, the, the issue here is I, and tell me if I'm wrong, but almost every gag reflex patient I've ever had has not been a nasal breather. I, I Would you agree with that? I haven't looked, so I, I, I don't know. Okay. Start like going forward from here on yeah. out. Every time you have a patient that, that has you know, some issues with your treatment because of gagging, uh-huh. 
I, I will almost guarantee you that they aren't nasal breathing. That's why they gag because they're not nasal breathing and you put something in their mouth that blocks their airway and their brain reacts violently. Okay. If they were nasal breathing, how, how else can you explain Tracy Lords? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You know, I mean, I, I'm assuming you know who that is. I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> Tracy Lords is a, is a adult film star who has a penchant for putting very large things very far back in her mouth. How do you think she's able to do that without it being a problem? Because she's nasal breathing. She has a patent nasal airway. Uh-huh. Without a patent nasal airway, you, you can't do that. And you can't have a tray loaded of alginate or whatever. So it's a yeah. nasal breathing issue. Yeah. It's a nasal breathing issue. What I love even more is the dental student who just completely dismisses it out of hand. Well, I, I, I love someone with uh, just a modicum of knowledge will say unequivocally that they know more than someone who's actually had training. What a fucking asshole. Yeah, I just, I hate that. So, who, so wait, wait, who's editing today, this week? <laughs> Shit, that's me. I got to fucking edit this. Okay. You don't have to just leave it in. Okay. Who gives a shit? Um, right. <laughs> if people have made it this far into this the show, true. they know what it's about. It's true. It's, it's uh, the Pope isn't listening. Uh, whatever, forty-five minutes in, and like now turning it off because they're offended. So I, I went to Zookeeper's dentist. Um, oh, good. Reddit. Uh-huh. Reddit. And, and there's not a ton of stuff to be honest with you. Are they, are they, the are they book, in San Antonio? Are they a colleague? Are they going to be nearby? I, I hope not. Please, I hope not. Um, they are an atheist, which I do like. Okay. Or it seems like it. They've they've posted in the subreddit of atheism, which I need to check out. All right. Um. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Wait. No, they're not an atheist. Never mind. <laughs> they're in the atheist. They're in the atheist subreddit <laughs> talking about the book of James um, and that God does not test us or give us trials that will lead us astray. Oh, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, yeah, that's blah. all fucked God up. Has, yeah. God has a plan. Well, why are you going into the atheism <laughs> subreddit and dropping that? Oh, uh, someone's just looking for a fight. So, of course, they're going to respond. You're looking for a fight, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Let's see if I can find anything good. Um, Yeah, nothing major. Oh, they're doing some Ghostbusters talk. Oh? Let's let's. I'm gonna read this. This is his like take the on ghost Ghostbusters. Blowing, uh, job. <laughs> Still, man, I'm telling you, that's a weird scene. It's a very strange scene to like be in just the middle of like kind of a family movie in the '80s. Yeah. All right. So this is from Zookeeper's Dentist. In the original Ghostbusters, Ernie was the everyman. He was the only sane one. He was the only one that wasn't a quack, and he was the one that the audience could relate to. I'll believe anything you want as long as you cut me a check. In the remake, Leslie Jones plays pretty much every white person's idea of a stereotypical loud black woman, screaming shit like, ah, hail, nah, or whatever. This is, again, this is Zookeeper's Dennis words, not mine. <laughs> she wasn't an everyman. She was the loud black woman. So I don't know. Make a character who's black instead of a black character, you know? Don't base their entire identity on race or sexual preferences. Another great example of doing it right is the homosexual Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They don't shy away from his homosexuality really at all, but it's never feels forced because the homosexuality doesn't seem to define him as a person. He's into art, reading, classical music, discussing history and academia. He's hilariously deadpan. He loves his dog and he loves taking down perps. I thought this said preps for a second. And he's gay. So I guess design your character first, build them from the ground up, and give them a good arc that tells a good story, then sprinkle in diversity however you like. Um, I don't know what this was in reference to, um, but I don't disagree with that take. Do you? No. No, that's good. I have not seen either of the show. Either of, I have not seen the Ghostbusters remake, so I can't comment on that. And I've never seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I can't comment on that. But I do agree with his take on Ernie, the everyman from the original Ghostbusters. It's, sure. it's a good take. Yeah. It's a solid take. Yeah. It's a solid, solid take. Um, let's see. Um, there's not. There's nothing. Gr- oh, there is. Um, yeah, nothing major. I mean, just some typical blowhardy shit. Um, hmm. <laughs> yeah, nothing great. <laughs> There's no suicide stuff or Frank Ocean shit. 
<laughs> it's been a little while since we, we've found that. For, we anything good in a for while. a while. It was like every single week you had some. Every one we had something oh, oh like God. that was even more nuts than before. And I kind of didn't want you to ever look again because it was always so bad. But it's been pretty tame yeah. ever since. Um, at some point, they did say they were a med student. Maybe that's just easier than explaining dental student. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, probably. Um. Anyway, so nothing major, but I do love like, hey, I'm coming at you with a potential answer. Mm-hmm. I, I, you're a freshman dental student. I don't care where you go to school. I know more about this stuff than you do. Right. Uh, just by nature of it. Yep. Um, you should like get your airway checked out. I'm not saying you have, you know, severe obstructive sleep apnea. Right. I'm saying that you have an airway issue and that you should have your airway evaluated by their knee or sleep physician. I mean, I've had plenty of what people think, where I, I looked at them and I, I thought, oh, for sure they have like severe apnea and it comes back mild or zero. And I've had other people where, you know, similar thoughts and it comes back pretty, pretty benign. And then others where I didn't really think much, but I kind of went through the protocol and holy cow, they were severe. So you just, yeah, you just don't I, know until you get tested. Here's the deal. If you talk to a sleep physician, if you talk to a boarded sleep physician Mm -hmm. and say, if you have a patient who's symptomatic for OSA, Mm -hmm. so whatever you would call that, uh, excessive daytime sleepiness, fatigue, you know, all the headaches, snoring, all the stuff, right? Uh And they run a sleep study on them and the sleep study doesn't show anything. Mm -hmm. They're going to treat the symptoms, not the sleep study. Because a sleep study is a one-night data sample. Yep. It's an in of one. Yep. So the patient could have had a great night or they may have not even slept. You know, the, their sleep latency, they could have, have just barely been in, in, you know, in one sleep the entire night and never gotten into any deep sleep when they might actually obstruct more. Right. Um, you know, you just, you just don't know off of one night. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the idea of making a diagnosis off of that is kind of like hooking a patient up to an EKG mm-hmm. and letting it go for one heartbeat and making the you know cardiac diagnosis off of that. Right. You would never do that. You're going to leave somebody on an EKG for a couple of minutes to see yeah. if they start throwing yeah. you know crazy uh, crazy AFibs and things like that. Right. Sure. So uh, I, sleep medicine in general. It, you kind of have to just treat symptoms. I'm like, this is a symptom. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is for you. It might be septoplasty. It might be turbinate reduction. It might be a cyanide tooth uh, on number 19, a cyanide tooth on number 19, a swing lock partial. <laughs> it, it might be a orthodontic surgery. You know, you might be super class two and you're on a freshman dental student. You have no idea what that even is. <laughs> You've never even heard of a cephalometric radiograph, right? So, just to just to flat dismiss it out of hand when somebody who has the name or has like the letters DDS mm-hmm. in their username is advising you of something and to just no that's not it yeah I patients do that to me <sighs> and I'm asking them all these questions and it's like all adding up for sleep apnea mm-hmm. I'm like well I think you have sleep apnea I think you need, no I don't have sleep apnea hate that how, how do you know yeah I, I just I just know I don't fuckers. Oh God! Uh, so I, I'm with you. I, I started this episode feeling pretty good, and you were the one that was hating people, and now I hate people. <laughs> and I still hate so, people, so we're even. Th- thank you, Zookeepers, <laughs> dentist. It, it, in all earnestness, like seriously, like I'm I'm saying this because I think you have an issue, and I think you should get it checked out, uh-huh. and I think this could be the answer to a problem you've always had. Uh-huh. Stop treating the symptom of gag reflex and start looking for what the gag reflex means. Mm-hmm. Right? Would you say that? It's, it's like Perfect. it's the same thing as tooth wear, right? Yeah. Stop treating tooth wear as tooth wear and start figuring out what tooth wear means. Yep. All right. For sure. I'm glad we, I'm glad we agree. For sure. I'm glad we agree. Otherwise, I'd have to send Rouse out here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, has, have you ever seen him speak like at an AADSM? Or I don't even know if he speaks I, at AADSM. I haven't. Like I'd like to, but I have yet to do that. No. Okay. He's um, he's interesting. It's it's uh, you know it. it I, I, when people ask me like what education to take for airway, uh-huh. I will tell them if you want to get really smart about airway stuff and learn how to think and and learn literature and all that stuff, go see Ralphs. Mm-hmm. If 
but you're probably not going to learn the nuts and bolts of how to do appliances and how to institute it into your practice. Okay. You're going to leave Rouse thinking, okay, great. Now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to learn how to make appliances and do things from a production standpoint and actually like become profitable at it, Go see T Bone and Aaron, right? For sure. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So T Bone and Aaron would be great. John Tucker's awesome. Ken Smith are great. Yeah. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. No. I don't think you have to choose one. Like you should see as much as you can see, just knowing like I love Rouse, but mm-hmm. you're not gonna leave with an actionable plan to be super duper profitable. Well the the, the funny thing is is it, it there's so much out there to learn that you're and you only retain what was it, ten percent, twenty five percent of what you hear in a lecture. You you once you've you've kind of dabbled, you start realizing there's there's a lot you just really don't know, and so and we are like so in the infancy of this yeah, still. So you're you're going to want to take more courses. You're going to want to hear what each uh, person says. I'd say Rouse is fantastic. From what I've heard, all the scientific parts of it that that's really good information. You want to know that stuff, and then go see Aaron. Yeah, it's got to be your background. And then go see Aaron yeah. and, and, and T Bone and, and get, get the actual uh, Monday. Learn morning. how to make it rain. Monday morning dollar stuff. dollar bills. That's right. That's right. It doesn't matter what you know if you can't charge for it. So go see Aaron on and implement on Monday. I got to hang out with Aaron oh. uh, last Saturday. Oh, really? At the Dental Maverick uh, Summit. Pixar didn't happen. I, I really thought that it was like about doing dentistry on fighter jets kind of deal. <laughs> you know, Maverick from Top Gun. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was a little Asian guy. There was, you know, it wasn't Tom. It wasn't Tom Cruise. Okay. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Matt. So you had Ice Man. Um, There's no Ice Man. There's no slider. Son of a bitch. Yeah, who else was there? Goose. Goose, yeah, but Goose died. Is there a Joker? I think there's a Joker, maybe. Um, Jester. Jester. That's yeah, Jester. Yeah. Oh God, so good, so good, so good. Uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, she was. Uh, she was just up the road in Austin, and so uh, I drove up Saturday morning. She did a like a like a fifty minute sort of uh, TED talk, kind of hmm. on work work life balance. Uh, oh, I don't know what that is. And, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a mystery to me. Uh, her hubby was in the back, uh-huh. uh, and he he sat next to me. Met him once. And, super uh, nice guy. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. And 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 he told me, you know, all, like if she was telling a story, I'd look at her, look at him, and say, like, "Is that true?" And he like, "Yep, word for word." Like he was, he was like, he was the, the he was vetting the story she was telling. <laughs> awesome. Um, so it was it was cool to see Aaron, yeah. uh, our, uh, our our friend of the program. We, I, I had gone with the intention of doing a. A uh, special segment of impose on the expert, like from her hotel room, um, asking about airway stuff, uh-huh. um, specifically like, can you cure? So you were going to go to her hotel room to inquiring about airway? Yes. Huh. Tom was there. Okay. Calm down. All right. well, uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to ask. Man. I've, okay. I've seen a lot of threads on the uh, on on the Facebook recently about curing airway with an appliance, <laughs> curing apnea with an appliance, yeah. and Cure. and, uh, and and all of that, and making the airway bigger with an appliance on adults. Uh-huh. And so we were going to talk about sort of the science. Hey, I'm a fan that. of bigger. Don't get me wrong. I'm always always a fan of a bigger box. Right. Um, shouts to a bigger box. But I let it, I had to leave. the The program started at like seven thirty a.m. and a.m. and so I, and Austin's like <laughs> I don't know. At that time Too of day, far. like an hour and fifteen, an hour and twenty minutes away. So I had to leave at like six, <sighs> and uh, so I walked out in the morning without my recording gear. Son so of a bitch. We could not record. So. <sighs> Alas, I, I tried to do it on like the voice recorder on my phone and you just yeah, barely hear anything. That's bad. So, yeah. yeah. No, I just said, we'll, we'll scratch. I said, we'll have her on. Yeah. We'll, we'll have her. She'll be a guest of again. If, so. Of course. Shout to Aaron. Um, well, that's going to be just about do yeah. it. Um, I think we helped. We actually did some pretty decent advice tonight. I think so. Surprisingly. Yeah. Uh-huh. This, we, we came up with the solution behind Zookeeper's Dennis gagging. We told like... Zach basically answered his own question, which was fun. And I think we gave Andy some good advice on what to do about about the uh, assistant asking for a raise. Yeah, all right. 
Share this with your friends. If you enjoy this show, chances are you have a friend who would as well, someone you went to dental school with, someone you practice with now, a colleague, whatever. It's how we grow the show. So uh, tell a friend, um, post about it on Facebook, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll, take, we'll take it where we can get it. <laughs> Rate and review. Uh, iTunes would be best. Um, but, you know, hey, if, if, you, if you flick through the Podbean and you want to do it there, that's great. Stitcher, fine. Google Play, great. We'll... we'll, we'll Ain't too proud to bag. We'll take it where we can get it. That's right. Um, check us out on the web, www.workinginterferences. No, wait, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Workinginterferences.com. <laughs> Email us at workinginterferences at gmail.com. Jesus. Yeah. You can find us on all the social bullshits. Uh, Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Uh, Instagram at Winterferences. Twitter at Winterferences. You can find me on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS. You can find Lance. On Instagram at dr timmerman dmd. Boom. Did I get? I got it right. You got it. Good. Um, is it my turn for a song? Is it your turn? It's your to turn. Do? Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm not as horny for any song as I was for <laughs> Africa Weezer. You sent me another Weezer cover. I've not listened to it yet. Uh-huh. Like a death metal uh, <laughs> Africa cover uh-huh. that I need to check out. But just today, let me see if I can find this. Just today, a song came on the Pandora at my office. Uh, called Days from a group called The Drums. Huh. Uh, and I liked it. I thought it was very, very good. The a- album is called Portamento, which I have no idea what that means. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the, cover ar- the cover art for the album looks very demonic. Uh, if, if, if you want to Google that up, Lance, Portamento. I'm, I'm kind of drums. afraid to. Uh, it's, it's a child. Yeah, it's a child with, um, I don't know, is his, uh, like his grandmother. I don't know, probably an eight-year-old child with his grandmother standing in front of like an old 70s wallpapered wall with a crucifix on the wall. And the eyes of the child in the photo are all colored in red. <laughs> it's not a satanic song or anything. It just, I don't know why the album art is like that. Huh. Um, right. It's a very interesting uh, album art, but it was a good song. I enjoyed it. Uh, I've heard it before and never knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Just happened to be in between patients and uh, fired up the Sonos to see what the uh, what the song was, and this was it. So um, it's got a nice little alternative vibe to it. All right. So this um, is Days uh, by the Drums. Yeah. Let's see who the drums are. Um, let's see where they're from. Um, the drums are from New York City, an indie pop band uh, from Brooklyn, New York. Oh, all right, cool. Can't be so all th- bad. This is uh, this is Days by the Drums. I I, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. So for Lance Timmerman, this is Joshua Austin. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>